Blog Talk Radio. Hello, disappointed Nat Sound. Welcome to Nat's Nightly, sponsored by the District Sports Page and FederalBaseball.com. This is Patrick Reddington from Federal Baseball. I've got Dave Nichols from the District Sports Page and Doghouse from Federal Baseball on the line after an 8-4 loss to the Brewers. Nats dropped their second straight in Milwaukee. Dave, we'll start with you, and we'll start with Jordan Zimmerman on the mound. Bear with me for a second here. 2-0, 1-5 ERA, 231, 3-15, 3-38 line against in three starts in his home state before tonight. 4-1-3 ERA on the road this season, though. 3-3-2 fifth, 3-13, 3-58, 3-93 line against versus a 2-5-8 ERA, 2-9-7 fifth, 2-49, 2-96, 3-10 line against in D.C. A 26 first a walk, a blown double play, a two-out, two-run double by Ramos Ramirez, make it 2 nothing. Again in the third, two out RBI doubles, three to one, ten for twenty-four with six doubles versus Zimmerman at that point for Ramirez. Jonathan Lucroy, a two-run single in the fourth, five to two at that point. Jordan Zimmerman done for the night. Another brief outing. He went just five last time, gave up ten hits and five earned runs, nine hits, six earned runs, three and a third innings tonight. Up in the zone again. That was the problem last time out, and another rough start for Jordan Zimmerman and did it in front of his hometown or home state crowd at least this time. Yeah, if he's out there auditioning for his big free agent contract either in Chicago or Milwaukee, he's doing it wrong. Um, <laughs> just got beat up again tonight. Um, you know, maybe he got wrapped up in the, uh, the the pregame trade rumors or maybe he has trouble concentrating after errors behind him in the field. Um, <laughs> you know, Hot it's, house it's, flower. It's, it's, is is there another internet meme I can I can come up with here to mangle all of this? Um, you know, I'll, I'll preface my comments Matt, Matt, by saying I didn't. Wa- yeah, I'll preface my comments by saying I didn't watch the game. I was actually having dinner with some friends and enjoying my Friday night instead of uh, subjecting myself to the torture um, that has become watching the Washington Nationals here lately. But uh, um, yeah, obviously he didn't have it and he hasn't had it for the last couple of times out. Doghouse, I. Numbers there, 19 hits, 11 earned runs, if I remember correctly, in the last two starts. That's an eight and a third innings pitch. ERA up to 3.74 after tonight. This wasn't a sharp outing by Jordan Zimmerman. Wasn't sharp at the start and didn't last very long out there. Really got knocked around by the Brewers. Yeah, this seems to be something of a familiar refrain uh, when we talk about Zimmerman's outings. But it's, you know, same again. Uh, he did manage to get more strikeouts than innings pitched, so I'll give him credit for that. <laughs> but if, if you're trying to to find success as pitching to contact, dude, you're doing it wrong. Let's let's go back to to how you win at pitching to contact. Okay, first make people afraid you're going to strike him out. All right, we've got a little bit of that with with the four strikeouts in three plus innings, but then you got to make your pitches. Successfully, you gotta you gotta hit the corners. You gotta keep people off balance, and you gotta make them swing at stuff that that they can't drive. How did that work out today? Oh, look, hard hit ball to the gap, hard hit ball to the gap, hard hit ball to the gap. How many times did we see it? Pitches being left up, pitches getting too much of the plate. This is this is not a recipe for success, you know. Pitch to line drive, no. No, this is not the way to get a, a brilliantly huge multi-year free agent contract. Uh, I'm beginning to think now between, you know, maybe it's true that, that uh, someone said in the game thread today, maybe 
Zimmerman and Desmond are real t- team players, and they're trying to get the Nats a, a home team discount by being awful this season. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll cling to that as, as my shred of hope here. That's, that's a very gentlemanly approach by the two of them. If that's the case, somehow I doubt it, but we'll see. Dave, uh, Mike Fires on the mound, who I've been calling Mike Fears the whole time until I watched the Milwaukee broadcast tonight. Two earned runs or less in each of his last six starts. That streak ends, but one and two, 278 ERA, 283, 31, 417 line against and 32 and a third innings pitch over that stretch. Started the night 0 for 4 in six starts in, in Miller Park, 583 ERA, 317, 380, 540 line. Not very good. Harper's 21st home run at the right center in the top of the second made it 2-1. Harper was 2 for 2 after an RBI single in the fourth, 3-2. But the Brewers blew it open over the, after that. He ends up going seven innings, five hits, three earned runs, three walks, eight Ks, and proves the three and six on the year. Next to last inning out there, he left the bases loaded to escape the one real jam he found himself in. And Once again, this is the kind of pitcher that just causes the Nationals all kinds of trouble, a low 90s fastball. He had a big over-the-top curve, and the Nationals just – Managed three runs on five hits, but didn't do a whole lot against them and weren't ever really in this game. Yeah, you know, you typically give me the question about talking about the other team's starting pitcher. And um, the best thing that I'm going to say about Mike Fires is that he's just a guy. I mean, I, don't, I never want to take away – I never want to take away or take take credit away from a guy that has reached the major league level because that's um, a special thing in and of itself. But um, Fires – doesn't have anything that particularly stands out. I mean, he's a guy that gives the Brewers a lot of innings and um, and does so at a certain level of competence, but it's nothing um, nothing to write home about. I mean, this is a guy that should not be giving the Nats a whole lot of trouble, yet uh, he went out and struck out eight and in seven innings. And, um, you know, even at that point, he gave up five hits and three walks. So um, he was having his... Um, trouble keeping keeping other guys off the base. But uh, the real problem with the Nats tonight is they, they gave up 11 base hits to the two through five hitters. So um, that's just that's no way to, to win a ball game. But, but hey, look on the, on the bright side, question mark. Uh, Felix Hernandez uh, gave up nine earned runs in a third of an inning tonight. So if it can happen to Felix Hernandez, it can certainly happen to Jordan Zimmerman. Nationals did it to Felix Hernandez last year, but – uh, it's hard to think of positive things right now. <laughs> One positive thing. Hash Brown, right side. That'll quickly turn into a negative doghouse. Bryce Harper, two for two with a home run, an RBI single in his first two at-bats. But with the score, three to two in the fourth inning. John Segura singles to start the frame. Scooter Jeanette up when Segura steals second base. Scooter then lines the right. Bryce Harper comes up throwing, air mails one home that allows Jeanette to take second on the throw. They have second and third, one out later. John, uh, Jonathan Lucroy doubles the left, singles the left, I'm sorry, but drives in two runs, five to two at that point. Harper good with the bat, but an ill-advised throw home on that play and really kind of set the Nationals up to go behind 5-2 at that point, put both runners in scoring position. Lucroy's single knocked Jordan Zimmerman out of the game there. Not the best decision-making by Harper. Well, the the Lynn single or the Ramirez double that followed certainly would have scored him on that. So I, I'm not going to fault Harper there for the, the taxonomy of things that that cost the Nats runs. Um, sure, he he should have hit the cutoff man. He should have held held Jeanette to to first to delay him scoring for a few abs. But 
the way things were going for the Nats pitchers last night uh, or tonight, no amount of defense was was going to keep those runs off the board. Um, you you got to either manage the contact or strike the people out. There's only so much the people with the gloves can do. And if you're going to give up hard-hit balls all night, all over the field, the runs are going to come in. That, that's, that's just how it is. Can, can we go back to talking about people hitting home runs for the Nats, even though they weren't enough? I, I, I really need some straws to grasp at here. <laughs> we'll come back to you with a home run question on the next one, if I can work one out. Dave, uh, Aramis Ramirez, 223 average on the year after tonight, but goes three for four, five RBIs, three doubles in the game. Uh, at some point, I think Jordan Zimmerman might have wanted to just stop pitching to him, but I guess Taylor Hill gave up the third two-run double of the night for Aramis Ramirez, veteran player. Brewers are kind of streaking here, but uh, there's been some trade talk about him too. Maybe he's trying to hit his way out of Milwaukee. He had a big game tonight. Yeah, you know, I actually own Aramis Ramirez on a couple of my fantasy teams, including my money team, which I might like to point out is absolutely dead last in my NL only money league. So um, <laughs> I want to thank Aramis Ramirez for not doing anything this season until he plays the Nationals and then catches fire the same weekend that uh, um, that the Mets are in town. But yeah, this is a guy that's a veteran player and uh, has had a slow start, but. Uh, um, there were some rumors linking into the Mets. I don't think the Mets are gonna um, gonna balk on the on the price tag that uh, that the Brewers want for him. But uh, um, hey, good for a veteran guy showing up a little too late to earn me any money in my uh, in a lonely fantasy league. So I guess did you see Tyler Moore's home run? Demolished oh, no, Tyler Moore. Tyler Moore. Moore he has four on the season now. That's that's halfway yeah. to eight. What significance does that have? <laughs> I'm gonna win that bet, Dave. They're gonna get him more ABs with Ryan Zimmerman sitting, and he's gonna get up to eight. I think we bet three hundred dollars on that. That is a big man. <laughs> so I guess he just demolished the hanging Captain curve. Thank you, Captain Solo shot to left into the second deck to make it eight to three. Eight to four final, but at least Tyler Moore got some junk time home run there. Really crushed the ball. Good to see him continuing to hit a little bit. No, still still country strong. If he can put a charge into one, would you hang it up there right in the middle of the plate, going slow, where he can really <laughs> wail on it? Um, I, I hope I didn't qualify his home run hitting prerequisites too much right there, because you know I I certainly couldn't hit a home run, but. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, a, a little satisfying there. A, a little too late to really give us any hope for uh, that leading to a, a go-ahead rally. But you know, it's we're, we're sort of getting back into into 2010 mode here. We'll we'll take uh, take our joy in the little things the Nats managed to accomplish, win or lose, mostly lose. Pat Brown take, moral victory. I take tremendous <laughs> joy. And Tyler Moore home runs whenever he hits them. He's country strong. He can roll the pole. When he barrels it up, he usually, usually are. There's all my Tyler Moore. Dave, uh, David Carpenter makes his Nats debut, 95 to 97 with the fastball, mid 80 slider, 15 pitch, one, two, three frame. It wasn't very good with the Yankees, but maybe coming back to the NL will help him out. And Nationals could certainly use some help in the back of the bullpen right now. Uh, Aaron Barrett yeah. comes out with a. Biceps, biceps, 
strain on the 15-day DL, joining a bunch of other nationals. So at least they got Carpenter in time to take over Barrett's place. Yeah, Carpenter's uh, Carpenter's got a good live arm. Uh, he's a uh, um, a welcome addition to the to the beleaguered bullpen. It's a shame that they couldn't add him on to Barrett as opposed to replacing Barrett. But um, I, I think that uh, um, the way that he got lifted out of the game the other night. Um, it's not shocking to see him go immediately on the disabled list. Um, hopefully, uh, the biceps strain um, in this case <laughs> isn't code for shoulder surgery. Generally, that's uh, what people tell. That's what, what teams tell people until the guy has to have shoulder surgery. So we'll, we'll keep our fingers crossed on that. But um, uh, either way, David Carpenter is a quality major league arm, and it's surprising. Um, that they they think all that they needed to give up in trade for him is a guy with plus grit. <laughs> I'll just note that the reason for our humor with the biceps is because the Nationals tweeted out biceps strain. Everyone on who saw their tweet and wrote the story as quickly as they could copied biceps strain and then all had to get abused for writing bicep instead of biceps. So good for all the grammar police out there. You had something to show your smarts about today. We'll go back to both of you for this last one. While the Nationals are getting beat for the second time in Milwaukee tonight, John Morosi from uh, FoxSports.com reports that the Nationals and Reds have had preliminary discussions that they haven't gotten very far. Talked about the possibility of uh, a deal for Araldis Chapman, a left-hander, 100-mile-an-hour throwing reliever who has fit very nicely at the back of the Nationals' ten. Doghouse, what do you think about the possibility of a trade for him? I'll just note as I try to stall here until I can pull up the story where I quoted Rizzo in it that the Nationals did make a run for him last time uh, before he signed a free agent deal with the Reds out of uh, Cuba. Rizzo said that he believes they had the higher, high, second highest offer on the table and thought it was the offer before he ended up signing with the Reds. Stan Caston, the Nats president at the time, said we had a private workout with him. Mike Rizzo liked him as much as any young left-hander he's ever seen. He's been pretty darn good so far with the Reds. 125 saves in uh, six major league seasons, 2-3-1 ERA, 15.27 K for nine and 280 innings pitched so far. They're going to have to give up a haul, or whoever gets them is going to give up a haul to get them, but it would be a nice addition to the next bullpen. I don't know if this is any any reality to this or if it's going to happen, but the rumors out there at least. Well, and keep in mind that when Rizzo was so and so enthusiastic about him, that's when he was still thinking about him as a potential starter, not as, granted, possibly one of the, the best high-leverage relievers in the league. But even so, Storin is having a real good season right now. Carpenter seems like potentially a real strong ad if he sort of shakes off the funk that he had when he was uh, with the Yankees. I mean, a good high-leverage reliever is an excellent piece to have for a contending team, an excellent piece to have for the playoffs. But I also think Rizzo is a guy who, despite what uh, Lerner Pear might be putting on him to to win now, really has his focus on the long-term future of the team. And I don't know if at this point in the season the Reds are going to accept as much as Rizzo would be willing to give to get Chapman. Uh, I don't. I don't see him giving up, you know, a big haul of prospects, you know, someone like Giolito or or whatever that would, you know, seriously dent the Nats' contention chances, say three or four seasons down the line. So I. I I'm sure they're they're feeling around to see what they can do, but I I don't. 
I don't see a, a, an agreement coming here. Dave, what do you think? Is this just due diligence on the Nationals' part, checking out what's out there? Uh, we discussed it a little bit, going back and forth with DMs on Twitter. You said Giolito Plus was probably what they'd be asking for from the start. I said Giolito's never going to be on that table, but if you start with their top prospects, you're talking about maybe Reynaldo Lopez, Michael, uh, Nick Pavetta, who's also a top ten prospect in the National Farm System on Baseball America's list at least. Wilmer Dyfo, maybe one or two other prospects there. Is that what it's the sort of deal it's going to kind of take to get this uh, reliever for two years? He's still under complete control for 2015 and 16. They're going to have to give up a massive haul to get someone like this, and I don't blame the Reds for asking for it if they're actually going to trade him. Well, you know, those of us that uh, um, those of us that look at uh, advanced statistics um, already know that even the best closers in baseball just aren't worth that much uh, in terms of war, in terms of uh, overall value to a team. Yes, um, when you've got an erratic bullpen and an erratic closer, um, it hurts when you lose those games because they're games that you think you've already won. Um, But the bottom line is, as good as Chapman is, um, he was only worth 1.9 war last year um, on baseball references war. Um, It just even the best closers aren't worth that much to your team. Um, you add on the other idea that, that the Nats already have a pretty goddamn good closer in Drew Storen, um, and then you go to, to with the idea of trading for another one, the Nats don't need another closer. Um, they they need a couple of other bullpen arms, and of course, you know, you get the best arms you can, and then you worry about um, their roles later on. But the fact of the matter is you've already got a closer, and then you're going to bring in another closer um, that just complicates things. He's going to be expensive. He's he's got another two years of of arbitration, so he already makes $8 million. So next year he'll probably make 12 to $14 million in arbitration. It's just just silly. The Nets don't need – they don't need another closer. What they need is a left fielder or a first baseman that are are quality enough to play at the level that that the Nets need them to play at because uh, right now this year – um, left field and first base has been a hole offensively. Um, if they want to go out and trade for a guy and give up quality prospects to do so, they should do it for a guy that hits in the middle of the order and plays either first base or left field because the Nats don't have players um, that are not injury risk enough um, to be able to play those positions. That's some bad. As I told Doghouse before I wrote it, I don't necessarily believe this, but that won't stop me from rumor mongering. We'll see what the Nationals do. If there's any truth to that, anything comes of it, I will note that the Nationals didn't need any more starting pitchers, quote-unquote, before they signed Max Scherzer this winter. So you never know what's going to happen out there. But I'm with you, too. I think it would be excessive at this point and cost them way too much to make it worthwhile. But we'll see what the Nationals do, and hopefully we'll see them win tomorrow, 8-4 tonight. Milwaukee takes two straight. Nationals have to win the next two to earn a split in Miller Park. Uh, uh, whatever. Nats Nightly, sponsored by the District Court page <laughs> and FederalBaseball.com. Signing off for the night. Talk to both of you guys tomorrow, hopefully after a win. It's a 4 o'clock game, in case anyone didn't notice that tomorrow. 4 o'clock again in the afternoon. See you then. Go Nats. Go Nats. <laughs>